Within our world are creatures we cannot hope to comprehend. Science refuses to recognize them as fact, but Hollywood sees this as an easy cash grab. Now, join these three men as they venture into these attempts at success. You will witness the good, the bad, and the strange as you are now venturing into Cryptic Collectors. Welcome all once again to Cryptic Collectors, the only show where we allow anybody of certain lamp addictions into our lives. The kind that actually tears through our clothes as well as through our skin, as what these movies like to uh, depict the kind of monster that we are looking at today. Yeah, you know, that's actually a very good question. Um, Do you think maybe that those occurrences happened because they just wanted the wool sweaters that the people were wearing? I mean, as far as I know, Point Pleasant... The only one that had, like, thick sweaters was in only one movie. The other one didn't have that. In fact, they hardly wore clothes in the other one. (laughs) That is very true. I'm starting to think that the one for the 2010 version just doesn't know the difference between a wool sweater and skin. I don't think it knows the difference between how to be a good movie and a bad movie. That too. Yeah, I don't think either of these movies really understand that. That is true. In case uh, you haven't guessed, uh, so for today, we are going to be doing something a little special for our sixth episode. Welcome all to the very first edition of Urban Versus. We are going to take two different adaptations of the same urban legend or cryptid and compare the two films to see which one is better and in general discuss how that cryptid has been adapted into many forms of media, including the examples that we'll be discussing. The Today, we are going to be talking about my personal favorite cryptid of all time, the Mothman. Wait, that's what we were talking about? I got, I did not get that from either of these films. <laughs> what did you think? Yeah, what, did you, what did you think it was all about? I, I had no idea. I had no idea what was go, going on. I saw, like, Man-Thing in one of them. <laughs> Don't insult Man-Thing. <laughs> Now, here's the thing. I mean, yeah, he, he's right about the man thing, but I'm <laughs> no, he's not. Thinking, like, in the case of these movies, they have one thing in common, though. It could have been its own movie if they didn't include the Mothman, personally. We'll get we'll get to the both. We'll get to both films. We'll get to both films. But first, let's talk a little bit about the history of the Mothman itself. Our story begins in Point, Ple- Point Pleasant, West Virginia where the sightings of the Mothman first began on November 15th, 1966, starting off with a couple, Dixie and Linda Maxwell, as well as Steve and Mary Mallet, on the same night, spotting a creature with large glowing eyes and standing at the side of the road. And they never picked him up. No, of course not. (laughs) Now, occurrences of the Mothman would continue all around Point Pleasant for almost more than an entire year, spanning from November 15th, 1966, all the way through December 15th, 1967. That was already creepy enough, but the very last time the Mothman was seen was the very same day the famous Point Pleasant Silver Bridge collapsed. Over 46 people died died that day, and while it has been contributed to a a defect in the bridge itself, Many people still like to believe that the Mothman may have had some involvement with it. In addition... Mm -hmm. I said this is the first cryptid that's actually connected to a historical event. 
right. There were also some people who saw a man by the name, calling himself Injured Cold, around the same time that the Mothman appeared. Through all of that, the Mothman was never never seen again. It has not been um, seen in anywhere else in Mothman, in a, I'm sorry, in a Point Pleasant um, since 1967. Now, it but really it has didn't... made its appearances in other um, states, though. Yeah, yeah Dan, didn't, I say, Dan, didn't you uh, have a friend that actually had their own encounter? Actually, not a friend, but I know that a certain employee of United actually went to her car sometime around two, I believe, and she saw like a large black figure that was like about seven feet tall. And when she turned on her car lights, it turned around, stared at her with red eyes, and then just took off. Wow. That's a good yeah, This was like recently, like three years ago, in the United parking lot, no less. Because, you know, know, Mothman at an airport, that's always a good sign. I mean, (laughs) it gave her quite a jump, that's for sure. Yeah, and here's... And here's another creepy thing for you guys. Um, there was one other sighting um, also in Moscow, Russia in 1999, where apparently a man saw the Mothman, and then a couple days later was the Russian apartment bombing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mothman, he is often, he is often believed to be a harbinger of disaster or, or depicting it. That's why he usually follows me while I'm eating wings. Here's the thing. I don't know what the Mothman's deal was at O'Hare, but I don't remember any tragedy that happened right after that, unless there was something I missed on the news. Yeah, that one is like um, with the apartment bombing, like it was less. um, It probably wasn't uh, posted as much, but according to um, what what I'm reading up right now, like more than it killed more than 300 people and a thousand were injured in that bombing. I did want to bring up something I just think is kind of funny. Uh, they believe the Mothman was involved in this big disaster for Point Pleasant. Yeah, Point Pleasant decided let's profit off him. Yeah, I was about to bring that up. Well, to be fair, <laughs> like um, this pop, the, the Mothman's popularity, it really didn't become huge until two men came along. Gray Barker with his book, They Knew Too Much About Flying Saucers, which is a big thing about uh, cultural phenomenons. And additionally, the uh, John Keel's book, The Mothman Prophecies. <laughs> Which uh, details details several people's events about seeing the Mothman right around the time when the Silver Bridge occurred. So, and uh, those two books uh, gave the Mothman a huge uh, amount of cultural amount of cultural attention, and it kind of makes sense that Point Pleasant would then um, then try to uh, cat- ape off of that a little bit. And now there's actually a festival that started in the 2000s, and it is still there to this year. And, and over, a statue. And a statue, of course. Um, a, a solid silver statue that you could still see in there to this very day. And that people that people ogle the ass of for some weird reason. <laughs> With no, we're not talking about one that one. Cake. We're not talking about that story. But it's kind of funny that that um that the Mothman has really become this really huge cultural phenomenon up there with like the likes of Bigfoot, the Loch Ness monster, and the El Chupacabra. In terms of notoriety in the cultural zeitgeist, yeah. Also, do you say the El Chupacabra? You just yeah. said the twice. No, I said El Chupacabra. Shame on you. <laughs> Fuck off. 
But um, <laughs> but the th- the thing is, I've always loved about the Mothman is that a couple of things. One, it's tied to a real event, and and only right. a disaster. So it really gives this really eerie idea that there may have been something else out there causing a lot of these problems. And additionally, what I love about the Mothman is that it's an omen of death wherever it goes. Like, as soon as you see it, something terrible will occur. It's almost kind of like the classic black cat depiction, where if you, where if it walks past you, bad luck will occur. And I've always found the Mothman to be very intriguing with how mysterious, yet how terrifying it could be just to see it. And of course, yeah, like... And- mm-hmm. I say I was gonna say a fun fact. Originally, they wanted to call it the Batman, but DC wasn't having it. <laughs> yeah, well, ironically, because they ended up making a villain that was based on the the Mothman for Batman, which is of course Killer Moth. But that's a whole different story for another day. But you know, there has been there have been like some reports saying that perhaps it was an owl uh, that people saw or. Maybe it was some kind of like, a, you know, some kind of bird of that same effect. Like, a, could have been a foul, could have been a bird of prey. But the, the problem is that the site is that um, not of that size that people could really say. And plus, the eyes, the way that the eyes glow, it's not like the case of ice of eye of a light shining in an owl's eyes. Actually, so, my dad had a very interesting theory on what Mothman could have been. Hmm, let's hear him. Yeah, he actually theorized it could have been a uh, someone in the Air, Air Force uh, uh, jump, that jumped out of a plane with their with a parachute and wearing goggles. Hmm, that's a possibility. At right angle with the and with the goggles, it would look like it would look like the it would look like the silhouette of what we see as the Mothman. Hmm. Yeah, that could be a that could be a simple enough of an explanation. And of course, some people though will say that it, you know there's aliens involved with it, considering um, injured cold. Being, yeah, right. working alongside with the Mothman, possibly, or maybe he's a physical embodiment. Yeah, I will say, Angry Cold is a new Mothman himself. That, that's what I was gonna, I was just about to say. Maybe he is the Mothman itself, but in a human form. But Angry Cold is actually new to me. I didn't know that until we actually watched the uh, Mothman prophecy. I didn't know that. Me neither. Me neither. I thought it was actually pretty cool having like a disembodied voice through um, through the phone just tell you what's going to happen and. I actually did. I do it to, all the time some... to you, to you sipping. What? I do that all the time for you, but you just hang up. <laughs> I just feel like it's a scam caller every time. Eddie, <laughs> sippy, don't, sippy, don't watch that show. It sucks. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> well, hey, whatever I do, and if I suffer from it, that's on me. And I call back an hour and a half later. I told you it sucked. And he's crying. He's like, <laughs> I know. What was I thinking? I told you not to watch Birds of Prey, Dan. <laughs> I got curious, okay? I got curious. It you should have just watched the Sonic movie again and you would have been okay? fine. Curiosity is only for college students. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. At least they're not high school students, which. That's the one thing that I hate from the Mothman 2010 film. We will again. We will, we will get there. We will get there. Yeah. Now, Let's actually, I hope you don't. Mu- actually, I hope you don't mind. I wanted to bring this up here. Now, yeah. this is a very special episode. It's like the middle of our first season. Mm-hmm. 
And you know how I've been bringing up stories of my father and his encounters with, you know, cryptids and his, or his hunt for them. Yeah. Right. Well, do you mind if I tell the story? Do you mind if I tell this important story that's in my that's been in my family for years? The story of how my father actually became an urban legend. I think you told us. Yeah. I, yeah. I think. Did we mention this on the uh, show before? Or Nope. Nope. Did I we? told you how we tried looking for aliens. That's true. I remember that one. Yeah. All right. And how and how we tried hunting Bigfoot. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, all right. Before you do, I just want to quickly uh, finish off with Indrid Cold and uh, mentioning that aspect. Yeah, please do. Actually, I'm very curious. On okay. The so Indrid Cold was actually a thing that was that was around the time of the Mothman, and since then, his story, uh, he, he, she, it, whatever Indrid Cold was, has also been publicized in uh, books uh, like Prophecies and is, while obviously lesser known, is possibly, um, you know, having some form of influence with the Mothman, since, like the Mothman, no one has seen Indrid Cold since then. Yeah, I'm amazed the X-Files hasn't done, like, an episode involving Mothman or Ingrid Cold, honestly. I believe that there was an episode on them, or at least inspired by it. I have to recheck on that one, because I actually have been re-watching X-Files, the closest I could think to that was uh, the episode Detour, which was the fourth episode of the fifth season. Uh, but admittedly, that one is um, more, um, it's really more like loosely based, if anything, and just more inspired by the Mothman phenomenon. Oh, like both these films. No, that one actually can have the spirit actually be a good story. Um, though That on the other, those two on the other hand, not so much. But continue at last with your story about your father being an urban legend. All right, so now do you guys know what the big boy is? I the think so. You may, you may, I say, uh, Dan, you know, like the lard lad from The Simpsons, the guy in the overalls holding up the donut over his head? I think so. Yeah, well, that's a parody of something called The Big Boy. It's very popular for burger ch- chains. They go by different names all across the country. The, big, the main name is like Bob's Big Bird. Big boys, which sounds like a strip club, I know. <laughs> but when my father was younger, he and his brothers liked to steal these uh, like mannequins of horses from restaurants and put them out in the field. Oh he, no! He, my dad, I asked my dad why do you keep why do you do that? He said we had no MTV back then. I, that's always his thing. He always says no MTV. He needs to realize MTV stopped being cool years ago. <laughs> but. So my fa- so my father and his brothers decided to go for go for the big game, the big boy that was outside outside the restaurant that that that's here. The fr- restaurant is called Frisch's while I'm around. And what he did was, first off, these statues are bolted to the ground. So I bet you think that oh he now clearly he gave up. No, he and his brothers hid in bushes for about eight to six, six to eight hours, unscrewing them without anyone noticing, and then. And then he didn't realize they were hollow. I'm going to get that way right, right now. They put it in the back of the truck. Then the police start. Then they heard the police siren. They tried to escape. The big boy fell out of the truck, got shattered. They just kept on going. And this story has been told for years. And I'm only allowed to tell it now because it's like, you know, it, it's not it's not legally binding to my father anymore at this point. He did this point <laughs> with a teenager. So. But now you're wondering, how does this make him an urban legend? Well, years, years later, my mother would work at this restaurant as a hot as a higher up, and apparently there was a story of a of a uh, of a group of kids that tried stealing the Frisch's big boy statue and got destroyed. But it's only an urban legend. My mother did not respond to this; she just walked away. 
So I could proudly say my father is a living urban legend, and I think we should respect <laughs> him for this. <laughs> just... Maybe he'll get his own episode on this show. I just, I just want like the lost tapes of him, <laughs> of him taking the first big boy statue. God, I could, like imagining him in the opening of the of a new season of Lost Tapes. Yeah, actually, no, actually, no, it's like the Blair Witch, heavy breathing. Oh God, okay, oh, was he stealing that? Oh my God. <laughs> we know what we should do. We should probably have him on an episode and interview him about what it's like being an urban legend. <laughs> But yes, I. Mm-hmm. But yes, I just had to explain that because you know I told all the I told the other two stories. I had to tell the story though. The story was a big part of my family to a point I didn't know my father was in the air force, but I knew about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, speaking of urban legends, uh, going back to the Mothman here. So our two adapta- our two adaptations that we're going to be discussing today are well. Not Bisexual Mothman mailman. Stop! 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 We're not. We're not going there. Not going there. Anyways, but that's real, by the way, people. That's it, real. I. That's the society we live in. I know. Don't remind yeah, that's us. Packages were gonna be delivered. Fuck off. <laughs> Anyways, but with the Mothman, you would think with. I such, think that was also what was gonna happen. Uh, shut the fuck up. You would think that with a care with a presence and the cultural phenomenon like the Mothman, you'd think, okay, this could be a great film idea, you know, to discuss either, you know, the you know the effects that he has on people's lives and the nat- you know that he's connected to this natural disaster. We do a lot of psychological films, perhaps. Well, for some reason, studios just can't get that character right because. The two films that we have today... Yeah, not even a lot of TV shows use them. No, not really. Um, surprisingly enough, not even um, not even The Secret Saturdays, the um, cartoon show about crypt- cryptids, uh, used Mothman. They used um, Owlman in a really great Owlman. episode. Yeah. Owlman? Yeah. From, not uh, the Batman villain. That you, You're not familiar with the cryptid, the, the Owlman from the UK? No, I'm only familiar with the Owlman from DC Comics. See? Okay, okay, then I got to start okay. with James Woods. But with our two movies today, the Seafy film, Moth, the, simply called The Mothman. I'm not calling it the Sci-Fi Channel because that is C-Fi insulting. Chan. Yeah, that is insulting to the word sci-fi. And, and not also, only that, 90% of their movies are also just shark-based. I'm surprised they didn't even call it just Shark Week. I'm surprised we didn't get Shark Moth. Yeah, from the from the people that brought you Sharknado, Sharktopus versus what? Whale wolf and zombie shark. Yeah, these are all real. Good Lord. Yeah, yeah, they're all real. And also, these are movies that you could mm-hmm. get laid to. Okay. No, don't. I don't, will, don't I say will, that. No, you. I want to meet the Chad that it. lost his virginity sure shark. There is some sick bastard who is just getting laid off to these movies. Now here's the thing. If you tried to show hey, baby, this, to- hey baby, are you in the mood? Because I got the movie for you. Is that Sharktopus? You know it. No, no, here's what would happen. If you remotely suggested that, oh, hang on. If you remotely suggested that to a girl, she would immediately say, I'm breaking up with you. There's no way she would accept that. I'm taking back my virginity. (laughs) (laughs) I I demand the rights back to my virginity. (laughs) 
And also by Sony Pictures, The Mothman Prophecies. And like most things by Sony, it's, well, you know, it's Sony. Yeah. It's a 50-50 shot. Sometimes not even that. So in terms of... um, mm -hmm. Would you say that this is a hit or a miss, The Mothman Prophecies, I mean? I would say it's... As a Mothman movie, they're both misses. Yeah, they're as Mothman movies, they're both misses. As for, I guess... No misters. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say as a film on its own, it's fine. It's... It's basically the poor man's I Know What You Did Last Summer, or it's... That's it's basically it. It's like a very awkward, weak episode of The X-Files. But I loved what caused all this. I... I really do. Can I explain how this opens? Go ahead. So it opens with what everyone loves seeing in horror movies. Teenagers. No! No, 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 no. No, that's the 2012. No, that's the 20. That's the other one. We're talking about prophecies. Ew, no, no, never mind. That's not funny. Go ahead. (laughs) You talk about that. I thought we were talking about prophecies. Anyway. I I just said we're starting with prophecies first. Anyway, so... Uh, I just thought we got the turd out of the way first before we get to the polished one. That, that's, that's, that, no, 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 that, no, no, we're getting the polished one first. How about we talk about the 2010 Mothman, please, I'd like to get all this anger out. No, I like to delay it inevitable, because I like to torture you. Anyways. <laughs> just hold it in, Dan, just hold, hold it, it in. in. Just, just sither, let it sither. Hold it in until we unleash the turd that is the Exactly. <laughs> now, um, it's, now, I, None of you will from, be safe. None of you will be spared. <laughs> so I can definitely tell, though, with prophecies that there's definitely a lot of compromises with this film because originally the film script, film's uh, script was by Richard uh, Haddam, who uh, decided to, who basically took Keel's book almost uh, verbatim and trying to be more of a docudrama, you know, like the Mothman prophecies the the book was, and that it was discussing, you know, all these people seeing the Mothman and then leading to the end of the, with the silver bridge being destroyed. However, I go ahead. I was, I was going to say, I was going to bring up something I did realize because there's another movie that kind of went through a similar issue when it comes to adaptions. Yeah. Cause additionally, the original director of the film, Carl Franklin, who was known for making a lot of uh solid, um, all through the eighties, all through the nineties, probably, probably is one of his most well-known was devil in a blue dress, which, uh, which, uh, starred Denzel Washington, but Carl Franklin, unfortunately was eventually replaced by, uh, Mark uh, Pellington. He, unfortunately, it kind of really shows that this was kind of one of his earliest feature ex- film examples, because beforehand he had a couple of independent movies, uh, only two of them, both of them admittedly did well, um, did well award-wise, uh, and were two nice independent films. But this was his very first um, studio film, and it really tells that he wasn't ready to d- go into this because he changed a lot of the original script, and unfortunately, that was not for the better for this movie's sake. Yeah, I was I was gonna say another movie that kind of went through this was World War Z because that has nothing to do with what the book was because the book was also kind of told the same way as the Mothman prophecies, where it was more of a fictional uh, reporter interviewing people that were at these zombie wars and and all all that, but obviously they just took the name and made it into just used as just brand recognition, basically. Yeah. And the only real, like, big uh, similar, the only big uh, faithfulness, you know, for the movie and the book is that there was a, because um, in the book, um, John Keel, um, after going through so many people interviewing them, 
he came to the conclusion that there were um, hallucinations caused by, you know, psychosis, which in the film tries to kind of um, play up to that, that this is more psychological. But the problem is, is that it doesn't really find a right balance between the two. There's no sense of mystery with the Mothman itself and the psychological nature of all these people seeing this thing that they can't comprehend. Yeah, and the best way to describe this film is kind of just like, the worst X-Files episode, basically. Yeah, exactly. It's a very weak episode of the X-Files. There's certainly some positive aspects to discuss, but it's definitely not as strong as, as I really want it to be, to be honest. It's a film that I really want to like, but I just can't. Like, it's... Again, yeah, you know, it opened with a hit-and-run accident with the Mothman. you think that'd be a great start. Yeah, yeah, the movie actually does start off pretty damn strong. I'll give it that. It right off the bat, it starts off strong. And then Not I, really, because it because it starts off in the wrong time in the wrong time period. No, no. Well, 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 uh, well. That too. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> in terms of like setting itself up with the psychological aspect and how our main character is, you know, affected by by it and how he proceeds through it with, you know, seeing and experiencing all these weird stuff with the Mothman that may or may not be involved. I don't know. Probably like wasn't. I, <laughs> <laughs> And at the same time, you got to, first of all, I, we got to say, like, the cast that they got for this movie was great. Got Richard, got yeah, Richard they, Gere, they Laura Linney. Yeah, they had great actors. Yeah, all of them are really solid actors, and everyone, you know. And very quiet actors. Uh, well, I was about to get to that. They all do a good job, but there is one issue that we have with the cast. For some reason, with Mark Pellington's directing, he has a lot of times where the actors whisper. Now, sometimes... All right, guys, the cameraman has hearing problems, so be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thing, I didn't take much issue with this because I was actually watching the movie with subtitles. Well, you're, well, you're smart. You did the right thing. Fucking Me and Will weave. did not. <laughs> the thing is, that's fine sometimes, but there were some times where I, I will admit, I had to, like, raise my volume up to like 60 just to hear what was going on the worst was the opening before the car accident when they were whispering and then poof, screaming right in your ear yeah that was the worst because i actually i my ears kind of popped up when that happened because of how loud it how loud i had to make the tv yeah actually i heard the voices on the phone better than them themselves <laughs> you heard injury cold better <laughs> yeah i heard <laughs> Another problem, I think, like, another problem with the film is also its runtime, because it's roughly two hours. Yeah, it's it way too long. It feels a lot longer than it, it needs to. Yeah, I gotta be honest, I was dreading watching this. I was dreading to watch this film, because I know it was gonna be long and very boring. Like, the worst porn star. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I was, um, I was curious on it, but I was, like, I... Yeah, I gotta agree. It was way yeah, so at too least long. with the sci-fi one, I can make fun of the acting. Here, the actors are good, but you know, it's I, not, but they're also I, boring at the same time. I can't even do that with that movie, but we'll get to there. It's also, there's a lot of really confusing moments with it. So, w one of the biggest things about the film is that uh, our character Richard uh, Urich, uh you know, um, aka his character John Clean, he's going through a Mr. really tough Clean. Mr. Clean, uh, or Klein? Is it Klein? I forgot it. Like, or I'm gonna it... call him Mr. Clean. I don't care what anyone else says. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Like, imagine clean that smirk off Mothman's Richard, face. Richard Gears, is, Richard Gears, just like has a shaved off head and like a goatee, wearing all white, white. He recently um, is dealing with the death of his wife as becomes a sort of like a big time um, reporter, I think was the word I'd use. Like, was it a reporter or more like a uh, like a host? Kind of both, I guess. Yeah. 
Because he did have his own show. Right. And he was part of the Washington Post. Right. And additionally, there he's in this weird spot where he go where he's driving down to Virginia, but ends up back in uh, point ends up in Point Pleasant. It's almost like he's kind of trapped when he keeps on trying to leave. He ends up being back in the same location that as he started. And then sometimes he just is able to come back out of it after a little while. It's if you can't tell, the plot's also very the story the plot here is very confusing because it doesn't really make a lot of sense on what exactly is going on and why it's happening. Cause you could say it's the Mothman and, but at the same time, it doesn't really fully explain, fully explain it. And even if it tries to leave it up in mystery, it's to the point where it just feels nonsensical. I will say though, I actually did like the, I'm not going to call it the Mothman because you know, it technically is the Mothman. I did like the, I'm just going with the entity that they depicted because they gave it a very, as Dan would say, a love, a either Lovecraft or Eldridge, Eldridge. vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's something that's but that's above that's above human humanity. Mm-hmm. It's something that's beyond our comprehension. Yeah, yeah, especially with how people, with how their eyes react to seeing it. Right, and to be fair, I mean that isn't necessarily out of context with the Mothman itself, because yeah, like I could imagine that the Mothman would be something Eldritch in nature. Yeah, but, but at the same time, it, it didn't, ma- it really didn't, even the sightings didn't match what, didn't describe the Mothman as what he was sh- should look like. They just say exactly. at best, the big red eyes. Yeah, that's that's the problem. Like, it's they just more of used as a template for a psychological Lovecraft-style storyline. Yeah, though, like we said in the opening, I think Ingrid Cold as the antagonist would have been a lot better. Yeah, and we do get him in, and we do get in, and we do get injured cold throughout the whole uh, whole, whole film, and he does play a big, significant role. Even if it, most of it resorts down to basically playing Ghostface and Scream, there were plenty of good moments with, um, you know, with him and as well as the other cast. But there's just not too much to really work with. Also, I gotta admit, I'm not sure if doing doing the collapse of the Silver Bridge was a good idea. And and what Especially I mean by that is especially in the wrong time. As I, I mainly, my issue was it's at the wrong time period. They, yeah, they for some reason moved us up to tw- to. 2004 2002 when this film was ma- when this film was made and also yeah. and the most and the most disrespectful part is they lessened how many people died on it yeah i don't even know why they did that too because like the the reason was because apparently it was so one of the other main characters a cop you know like meant to be the 40 the 37th victim yeah i like how forgettable she was to a point we didn't mention her whatsoever yeah i know well that to tell you right there like how forgettable the characters are she wasn't that well intriguing to be honest no not not really i mean yeah i'm gonna be honest i did skip a few minutes in the movie every once in a while i did i did i started doing at the end too so you're not the only one yeah i I just could i like when they were talking about mop and oh that was interesting but it kind of felt like they weren't talking about the whole lots no like there is the mothman it's the same problem i think that is with 2014 the 2014 gareth edwards godzilla film in that he's it's in the title but he's not a big part in it right like like it's not and it's not necessarily screen time here it's the fact that he doesn't have like he's not the focus yeah and the uh, mothman was not much of the i mean it kind of was it wasn't really to the point when it really uh Feels like, well, like it. I, yeah, like I said, you could just make it Ingrid Cole, even Cole, because you know you got you got more of him than you did Mothman. Yeah, that's the problem. And additionally to that, why isn't there? Even if you want to just show the Mothman like in the flashbacks, fine, but at least show the Mothman itself. 
Yeah, but but it, yeah, it just feels yeah, so you need some physical as it as you want you want this to have you want to have at least one glimpse of it, not these weird paintings and drawings of of it. I or, thought that gave again. I thought that gave off a nice vibe, but you know, without actually getting an actual glimpse of it, it kind of just took away any interest. Yeah, this is the main reason why I'm why I've never been like too keen on Hollywood doing these uh, films on cryptids and urban legends because they they're not going to really get this. Or understand it, or even try to. And even if they want to, like, um, want people to show it, they just think it's probably going to be too silly of a thing to show in theaters. Yeah, but like I said, with the bridge thing, you kind of feel you can say what you want about Mothman not being real, what, whatever. But the bridge thing was an actual thing; it actually happened. I know exactly, and you got to discuss that because that's a big, you know, that is something that is discussed upon by a lot of people right i say you can't they can't just say no one's gonna take this seriously because it's just an urban legend but that that part actually happened i know that's that's the problem yeah. and even then like it's kind of weird because like they put obviously more focus on the mystery of the fact that something's gonna collapse than the mothman itself and even then like i said i don't think it was a good idea to like show like the silver bridge collapsing itself despite that it's a really great set piece and a really great yeah, and it wasn't but it wasn't a great twist where at first he thought the uh old the factory was going the power plant was going to explode or something but then it's real ooh, ooh it's the bridge it's like wow thank god ah, thank god some people don't know the legend or else this would have been a twist or else this be a great twist yeah i seriously and also like i don't know like for me i think they should have just showed the aftermath of the bridge i don't know if like because because thinking about kinda like it, how oppenheimer shown the aftermath kind of like what oppenheimer did Yes, exactly. Much more like what Oppenheimer did. I would have preferred something like that because I don't know, like because seeing the bridge it is it is distasteful. It's it does, like, yeah. You know, it feels it's got like showing nine eleven or something like that. You just you know, yeah. That's why, like hell. I mean, imagine. I mean, they kind of did that. The only exception I could think of is kind of Chernobyl, but even then, it was like a very small glimpse of when postal okay kind of postal um (laughs) but but that's not a movie that doesn't count as a movie so yeah exactly like but i mean the actual movie adapted postal doesn't count as actual movie i know exactly (laughs) but but with yeah but with chernobyl like the the hbo series that didn't really like it kind of showed it but like it was like a very small glimpse and it was there for a reason like it made sense to show it at least once because because of the story they were telling but here I don't know. Like, I feel like you didn't really need to show this. Maybe I did bri- like the fact they had the ending text, though, that said they had no idea what what, what happened to the bridge and that Mothman ha- has been seen all around the world, but never again in Point Pleasant. Yeah, I did like that part. I, I at least like that they kind of kept at least they mentioned at least they acknowledged that Mothman, you know, actually is seen by people. It's not just a legend. Yeah. Like, I do like that they at least acknowledge that uh, it is something that it may be still out there. They still keep that mystery at the end. Too bad the rest of the movie doesn't really do a good job at it. Yeah, speaking of the end, let's talk about the next turd. Yeah, well, first, before we do, let's get initial thoughts here, final thoughts here. So, what do you guys Dan, you want to go first since you've been kind of quiet? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't say much in um, the similarities with Oppenheimer that you guys mentioned because I haven't seen the movie yet. Right. I have it here, but I know how it opens. <laughs> but, again... I I think it's interesting that they use the Mothman uh, for this movie, for the Prophecies movie, but I feel like it's just clickbait, to be honest, because mm-hmm. aside from the inaccuracies, I feel like the movie would have done okay if they just removed any notion about the Mothman and just kept the part about Indrid Cold in it. To its credit, yes, the actors are really good, but like you guys had 
trouble with uh, like the whispering and everything. I didn't really have that much trouble because I was again with subtitles. Fucking because <laughs> now here's the thing: the reason why I did subtitles was because the I whispering. can't. I can't isolate background noise, so ah, okay. having subtitles having subtitles actually helps. Yeah, now, mm. I I do have to say when you said that it's just clickbait, I instantly wanted to rename this movie "Nice Thick Tomboys." <laughs> of course, this movie would. fucking lied to me. <laughs> but anyways, to be honest, I'm gonna give it some uh, credit and say that I actually enjoyed this movie for what it's worth and mm. there was certain parts in it that actually felt like a documentary at times when the reporter was actually going around Point Pleasant and actually asking these people about their, their individual experiences. yeah experiences with the Mothman like the guy who has that bloody die yeah and I just felt like okay this turns from a movie into a documentary that's a cool and interesting twist but I didn't uh, take my eyes off it so yeah, but I as I would love this to have been something like Legend of Boggy Creek, but with Mothman and Point Pleasant. I yeah, I I was just about to say that. I think that with the idea of this film and especially adapting off the book, that works far better as being a docudrama where you see some reenactments with people still being in with people being interviewed by it. Like if this was like a Jack Pierce film, he would have definitely, I think, would have been a much greater movie, but Unfortunately, we got the the film that uh, we got, and unfortunately, no one has tried to touch an adaptation of the Mothman prophecy since then. And it just, that's a shame because I do think that that book is worth uh, telling. Well, you know, there is one brave studio and channel that decided to touch the concept. That of the Mothman. I that's no, that's that's it's that's a different thing. I'm talking about the book specifically. Well, you um, know, Hollywood hates books. Yeah, they they def- well they hate comic books, obviously. As yeah, and, the, they, and they hate and now they're starting to hate Tolkien from what I've seen. <laughs> well, that's not surprising. But with the Mothman prophecies, I again, there's plenty of good stuff. Like Zippy Sit mentioned, the cast is you know is great. The atmosphere, you know, could be really good. The, I should also really mention the music of prophecies because the, the music is really good. It really is. Cre- a creative lab, creative lab, uh, Tom, Tom and Danny, uh, composed of two uh, com- composers, Andy Milburn and uh, Thomas Hedgedu. Uh, uh, probably mispronouncing that last name. I swear you said, "How do you do? <laughs> How you do?" <laughs> But, uh, no, they actually have had some pretty good uh, soundtracks um, over the years. Uh, and this their one for Mothman is really ac- was excellent. And admittedly, they haven't really done a lot of great movies re- in recent years, like uh, Sinister 2 and Resident Evil Retribution. Hey, oh, hey, it's like, the, it's like the bad guy from Morbius. Good actor. Doesn't really pick a lot of good roles. No, no, not really. But... Uh, I mean, the score for Mothman is still pretty good, and I definitely would recommend at least listening to that. But as for the film itself, it's okay. It's not a movie that you're really going to remember on. Remember, and honestly, I'd only really recommend it if you're a if you're a big fan of the Mothman and want to see how a studio film goes about adapting it. I wouldn't really recommend this if someone wanted to see a Mothman movie. I'd recommend it if they wanted to see like a psychological thriller with some fantasy elements. Yeah, like yeah, like I, that's why I, I emphasize. That's why, like personally, I would say with the Mothman, that's kind of uh, not saying a lot because this really isn't much of an adaptation. But you know, if you're curious, I'd check it out. Yes, yeah, so if you like X Files, you might like this because it had a similar tone to it. Yeah. And there's certainly a place for that when it comes to adapting the Mothman. Just 
just this example, uh, it was not the best of quality. There are plenty of better ones out there. At least like I took the... it a lot more seriously than the other entry on our list. Yeah, I was going to say, well, uh, Speak... uh, say, well, there's also our other one. <laughs> yeah, speaking of which, that leads us next into the Seafy film. Just simply or like called the Seafy Chan. Seafy Chan. <laughs> the elephant turd in the room. The elephant turd in the room, which... um. Let's let's go. Let's dive into that get, one now. Can I, Actually, can I talk about how this all starts, please? Uh, <laughs> do it, please. Do go ahead. Before we get to the Sibby's rant, I want to explain what sets this whole thing off. First things first, like we said before, it is pretty much I know what you did last summer, or it's it pretty much has that same pre- premise of a group of kids. What one leaves town after a after something bad that happened, then comes back, and the whole thing start, starts over. It's like I said, you've seen that premise a thousand times, but how this starts it just really takes the it just really takes it first it opens up with what everyone loves to see in horror movies teenagers ew as the quote as the quote Ivan news teenagers yeah and and one of the, and one of them accidentally dies from a prank that the other ones ca- cause here and they were overreacting going, oh we're getting in trouble and I can't help but think I can't you just say you dr- drown or just say it was an accident I feel like you might just you might get off e- easy here but then one said no no, we need to make it feel like a real accent. Everyone grab a rock and let's bash his head in. Okay, as soon as you do that, the cops aren't going to, you know, go easy on you at that point. You know, just... At this point, I mean, forensics are going to know. They are going to figure out that, yes, it was. It, how How is he going to hit his head on a rock multiple times? Yeah, like, but like I said, I feel like, These okay, guys, just, just <laughs> fuck themselves. Yeah. Just say he drowned or something. You'll get off it. He- you know, get off easy. As soon as you bash his head and there's really no going back. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So here's the thing. One thing, one constant in horror movies that I truly hate, that I really despise, are fucking teenagers. To be honest, I can forgive the Friday the 13th series because that's the reason why Jason is on his own rampage because he hates teenagers just as well as I do. He hates teenagers <laughs> and sex. He thinks they're both gross. And here's the thing, I just, I was watching the whole prologue of the movie, and I just thought, are these kids just fucking stupid? At this point, I just, I just want them to get caught and just spare us this, this turd of a movie. Did you see the opening title for the movie? Because I almost missed it. What was (laughs) it? Yeah. It so was in the fucking corner. Yeah, it was tiny and in the corner, and on the side what, it, what? Because yeah, because they were focusing on the teenagers <laughs> swimming and the girls in bikinis. Fuck titles. We need titties. Exactly. God, and and here's also, the thing, ten years. They got away with it for ten years. It's not At a big town. Point, the murders probably nabbed. happen all the time. They would have been incarcerated. They would have been behind bars. That's what we see from Lear's story. Arresting them won't do anything. Oh, uh, oh, and I should mention this too. By the way, this is not an Asylum movie. Surprisingly enough, Asylum had nothing to do with it. Yet you wouldn't think that because it feels like one. I don't give a shit. I just hate the movie. You know, here's the thing. Some Right after the whole murder thing, the whole uh, kickstart to the I know what you did last summer yeah. kind of plot, I just felt numb. I felt numb just watching this movie. Yes. And sometimes I would just flake in and out just uh, like, <laughs> I was just like, ah, oh, don't care, don't care. Then jump scare. I'm like, 
Oh, I forgot to react. Ah. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. That's this me movie... speaking out of pity. Yeah, this movie had all the horror tropes. Like, no one in town believes the Mothman except for the one crazy old man. Yeah, and... But well, here's the thing. Point mm-hmm. Pleasant should be the place where a lot of the Mothman sightings took place. Shouldn't there be more people aside from just one loony old man? Yeah. yeah and that's kind of the thing. Even it? weirder is the fact that they still have the fucking festival there. Exactly. The moth. They the whole still... reason why they have the festival is to celebrate and also show awareness of the Mothman. And, here's... and that's what people come all, all around the world to see. So that they can get eyewitness accounts to get to the story. They also apparently couldn't afford a replica of the statue or even footage of it to kind yeah, of make seriously, it look like they Point Pleasant. Yeah, seriously. They could have seriously I don't think it. Point Pleasant wanted anything to do with this movie. No, I don't think so either. I was making this movie, the Sci-Fi Channel. Ew, no, we don't want to love that. <laughs> no, no, Sci-Fi <laughs> Channel. It's not Sci-Fi. C-fee-chan. That's insulting C-fee-chan. to the word Sci-Fi. Very Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah, exactly. There you go. I don't want. I don't want feces, Chan. I don't like that. (laughs) The moment. Should I commission an artist to design Seafy Chan? (laughs) Well, we could get JV to do it. (laughs) Please don't. The moment though, YouTuber for the Seafy channel. (laughs) And they have a and they and they and they have shark uh, shark related memorabilia all over their outfit. Oh God! Oh wait, there was a wait, there was a there was a shark uh, uh, VTuber. Never mind. Oh no! Imagine if Le- imagine if Leafy has to deal with that. Suddenly that pops up on our channel. <laughs> but the moment here's the thing: the moment I knew this was going to be shit was as soon as when, you saw it was on Sci-Fi. Well, that too, and also the fact that they had the little campfire story talking about the Ledge of the Mothman, and I'm like, okay, here we go. I bet you never heard a story of a Mothman. I live in fucking Point Pleasant. That's my bedtime story. Yeah, dumbass. seriously. Like, and, and I'm thinking to myself, how do you people not know the legend? Like, are, like, okay, so the kid that dies, like, he acts like he's heard about it, but he doesn't. But I'm thinking to myself, I guess it's you guys live here. Don't we, how would you not know to it? know everything so that you can belong? Ugh, like, it was miserable to watch. Like you, like you, Sippy, it was such a dull time i was i bored I out of my ask. mind with this i do have and to here's ask, the though. thing they don't yep. show much of the deaths not really no they just show you that's what that's what sippy wanted the most that's what i wanted to see them suffer okay because these were horrible human beings that needed to suffer this is sippy's porn seeing teenagers die in horror movies <laughs> <laughs> they can't do it right themselves i'll do it <laughs> he just Sippy just like as he's watching the movie he's like when the Mothman shows up he grabs like his t- the tissues and the t- sir put on your pants leave me alone <laughs> I need to see them die but here's the thing I still get cock blocked I still get cock blocked because I don't see anything I don't see okay what am I gonna do with this now <laughs> everything else is just in the shadows or just <laughs> after the after the deed. After like, the is... deed. <laughs> but, you know, you know uh, what? I can make I can make it really worse for you, Seppi. You know, the worst part is what? How much they waste the main lead of this movie, uh, Jula Stady, who unfortunately is a big TV actress in her time. She 
was very. She well was known. actually a big star on a lot of sci-fi channel yeah, original series. Espe- yeah, mainly Stargate, Atl- maybe Stargate Atlantis. She yeah, how sci-fi was good with series, but not movies. You know what? I've never heard of this actress, but I feel very ashamed that this is the one movie where I'm introduced her to. Yeah, yeah trust everyone me. Has that. Everyone I, has that experience. Yeah, trust me. I have. Um, I've that been there before. The first. I would and, feel more bad for the guy if this movie was their first look into Mothman. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, that reminds me, what do you guys think of Mothman's design in this? He Terrible. We actually get it. Terrible. It's At- the swamp thing with a black job don't you I, I don't insult swap like, thing or man i thing. love i love the face because it looks like he's saying oh snap no 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 that's the face no that's again, the face i make don't. when i was watching the movie asking somebody to kill me yeah and as you can see from my thumbnail it's also the face that a crying lady makes when she points at the cat yes god i where do i start with this first of all Tippy, you want to talk Tippy, you want to take it from here with the cg to talk about the effects if they even are effects this is your time, Sippy. CGI moths! Are you kidding me? Yeah. You couldn't you couldn't do even moths, right? Whoa, 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 whoa. They, they don't have a moth budget. What's wrong with you? <laughs> what the hell? Seriously, you could have it could have been fine even without the moths, okay? You could have uh, it's moth man. What's the point? What's the point of moth man? What's the point That's of the moth and no That's man. overselling it? And you just First off, there's no overselling anything in this effects. film. It's like I'm watching food fight. <laughs> Uh, and it's terrible. It's like Food Fight is trying to implement itself into the real world. <laughs> I want that, that movie. Why didn't we watch that? That sounds way better. Wait, oh. also, wouldn't Food Fight airing in the real world? Wouldn't that have been Sausage Party at the end? They're eating children! Fucking children! <laughs> now, another thing... Yeah, the Mothman acts nothing like the Mothman in this. It's just a vengeful spirit. Something that Mothman isn't. Goodness is though they get the they get the date the bridge was destroyed how many fatalities were right but it was very distasteful how what happened yeah and, and the way it was executed as well I'd argue even more distasteful than you know than it was in Mothman prophecies yeah basically Mothman destroyed the whole bridge just to get rid of a handful of people basically Mothman was like you messed up so now it's everyone's problem yeah seriously that I thought was very disrespectful to have at least with very the disrespectful and stupid. Yes, at least with prophecies, it made sense because the Mothman was the omen of death. In this movie's case, I really hated that the fact the only reason why he did it was because, oh yeah, these these people that hold this secret, so you all die from it. Like, get the fuck. Yeah, I don't out know what a secret that. thing came. I think this. I think at one point this wasn't meant to be Mothman because he goes I don't through Mirzo. So I think at, at one point this meant to be Bloody Mary. That, that's the thing. I think it would have worked way better as a Bloody Mary film. It still would have been shit. That's what I'm saying. I, but at least it would have been. A, that's what I'm saying. I think they might. Mm-hmm. They might have wanted to do a Bloody Mary film, but Sci-Fi probably had like a hundred of those, and they tell say told them to do something different or throw sharks in there. I, that would have made more, way more sense to have it be Bloody Mary because the or the even like a comes Native, out of the, or even a mm-hmm. or even something from Native American lore because they added the, the Apache chief in there. That was that was weird adding that part in there. What was the point of that, and especially the back? "Quote unquote backstory of the Mothman in this." Yeah, they and they said they summoned the most fe- they summoned the most feared spirit that they do not say the word of. I was like, uh, skin the Skinwalker or the Wendigo. That's like a thousand of those. Oh, Mothman! Oh, I didn't know that was a Native American spirit, but whatever. <laughs> That's because it's not. <laughs> there's, uh, like there's, and no- also 
Mm-hmm. Also, I was kind of upset they didn't mention Ingrid Cole. That could have been a good middleman. As a... actually, I could have been the blind think, guy. I think the yeah, I was about to say. I think the blind guy was kind of meant to be a sort of injured Cold's type of role. That would have been interesting, but no. Uh, yeah. Also, the blind guy. He was the only interesting character in this whole thing. Yeah, he was literally the only part worth uh, watching because the actor Jerry Alegio, He was in. He's been in a couple of um films. You know, a couple of films in recent years. Uh. He was, of course, in the original. He was, of course, in the uh, Cam- Camelot musical as King Arthur. Also, he was in um, a couple of horror films. Uh, one being uh, Hush Hush Sweet uh, Charlotte, which is a very good psychological thriller. Yeah, but- did you say he was in the Camelot musical? Yes. Well, to me, Ralph will always be Sir Lancelot. <laughs> <laughs> I had to make a Simpsons reference. I'm I sorry. know you did, and he's even done a couple of good st- shows and. Good shows like since then. I mean, he was in American Horror Story, and then he, and, but then he, but then he was in this. So I guess no, I so I guess everyone has like that downside. Yeah, that this this was obviously a paycheck movie for him, but at least he was kind of trying. Yeah, you know what's weird though is they wasted so much CGI on this Mothman. They probably could have just made a costume. They easily could have because and... Mothman's not a complex depiction. No, and hell, you could have, like, the moths themselves, you could have easily got, like, a puppet, like, a prop guy to, like, to make puppets. Remote-controlled moths or something. Then again, this is this is the Seafy channel, where CG is the name of the game. Well, it's the name of the game, but they can't afford it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Very upset how little sharks there were in this film. Yeah, not enough sharks. Zero out of ten. What about the shark man? That would have been a great monster. Uh, no, the the moth moth shark. Well... Well, I mean, man, moth, shark, man, moth, shark. The waiter is considering that a, like a couple, like five years prior to that, there was the film Mosquito Man. If you guys remember that movie, I don't remember that at all. Oh, hey, well. what if, what if, what if this mm-hmm. movie could have been Nanawe's origin? You know, Killer Shark, no King Shark. That <laughs> could have had the origin of King Shark again. That would have made it better. <laughs> nom yeah. nom. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that was actually a film uh, with actually a lot of budget, with actually a budget to it, and they actually made a suit for it, and it actually looked good. So it makes me wonder why couldn't they just do that for the fucking Mothman? Yeah, you know, honestly, compared to the CGI that we got, I would have just accepted like a full-on black suit with glowing eyes and a cape. Sadly, so would I. Like, I would <laughs> much more accept that than the fucking. I was like, well, at least it looks got. like how people drew them. Was like, at least it looks like a people drew him, so I'll excite. Are you sure about that? Like I don't think face. so. Say, I don't know why he has the scream face. Maybe that's maybe the that's the face he makes when he realizes how his movies are going to go well. Yeah, actually, I want it at the end of the movie where she says, "I'm sorry for what what ha- what ha- happened to that kid." Mothman was like, "Oh, I was t- I I was trying to get you for what you what you did in the bathroom. What do you do to a kid?" <laughs> you know, if I were to try to find anything even remotely positive about the movie our uh, jokes we made about it yeah well 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 they say well that speaks for itself but i kind of like the cameras they use like it at least it looks not as like badly digital as some of the other seafy films that are out you know they're out there at this time at least it looks a little bit more presentable, but that ain't saying much. And to be honest, there's we really wish we could, there's much we could talk about this movie. But like even with the ending, which is like this 
huge like moment where the Mothman's going on a rampage for some reason. Yeah, also, I did love when they said, keep looking to to the skies. Referencing, what was the name of that the show? The thing from another, are you referring to the thing from another world with uh, Watch the Skies? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I cannot help but think, just stop taking from other better things and try to be your own thing. I know it, you're horrible at it, but at least do it. Well, that's that's a good thing. Don't reference a good movie in your shitty movie. Yeah. Also, how come none of the people of Point Pleasant thought to us, hey, see, I told you it was real. Everyone was like, oh, my God, he's real. Then why are we at this event? Also, the ending, like the very ending of the movie is really odd. So, okay. So, first of all, they pull out in reference of all movies, or at least I like to think it was, Jason goes to hell the final Friday with a dagger, which is the only thing that can kill the Mothman. Because, yes. Yes. And apparently he can jump from body to body. You know, one thing that upset me about both these films are they could have easily made Mothman like the symbol of destiny and have him be the metaphor for destiny, where you where you wonder if it if it could be changed or if it's set in stone. You could even have it where each where it's like a tale of is destiny uh fate you know, is fate like something we can't stop, or is fate based on our choices? Yeah, they actually have that how they defeated the Mothman. They changed the destiny of one person and Mothman just disappears. Right. right. Like that easily could have that could have been very fascinating because But not as a sci-fi channel. They need they is, need yeah, a quick unintelligent uh, unintelligent way out. Yeah, that Seafy channel. Like they don't believe in good right. What was the last movie we watched? That the Friday the 13th. All right, do uh, do what they did. Yeah. And also the the ending, I don't even know what the fuck this is for. So after um for the sequel trilogy yeah for the potential sequel where our main <laughs> heroine uh sir, you know is in the hospital with her love interest that she hasn't seen in 10 years at that point and suddenly they slowly got back together uh i don't her, know why she didn't want to hang out after we murdered my, after we murdered that kid it, so apparently she got possessed by the mothman and then she burst into moths and attacked him and that's the end of the movie what? I I think every guy's been been in that scenario with their girl at one point or another. <laughs> I just... Hey, baby, want some lamps? Oh, <laughs> uh, so I I guess that just me- means the honeymoon phase is over. Always. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty much it. There's not much to talk about other than it's a dull, boring piece of shit that's expected from the Seafy Channel. And and didn't and wasn't really about Mothman. Nope. I like nope. all the other adaptations. But just wait. So, we're actually, in a you know, this progressive is... age nowadays. Just wait until we get Mothchan. Oh God, I'm waiting. There probably it. is one. I I won't lie. I probably. Uh, I, well, I mean, there's been plushy Mothman, obviously, but, but yeah. If you if you haven't guessed, don't watch it. <laughs> so should we rate both films in uh, some way? Yeah, um, I would say that uh, Prophecies is at least worth uh, two and a half moths out of five. And this movie is is one moth out of five. No, no, actually, I take that back. Half a moth out of five. So if you want a good, if you want a good Mothman movie, look up Mothra. <laughs> any any moth related or, film. I know it's or, in Japanese, but I feel like it's closer. Or or watch the or sadly watch the lost tapes episode of Mothman. 
Because that's yeah, sadly that the still, best thing that that came. That that actually that, that was the better version of the Mothman prophecies. <laughs> yeah, Mothman that's prophecies. that's saying something too. When of all shows su- lost tapes about found footage horror cryptids being your best example, that look that's really bad. Yeah, and I'm excited, so excited to show Dan that series. Oh, Dan, the sites we have the show. Oh yeah, oh, I guess I could just give um, Mothman prophecies three and a half moths out of five and i'll just consider the mothman 2010 siffy movie a completely shattered to as a glass surface <laughs> yeah now as mothman movies both these movies were terrible as mothman movies yeah but and as the better film yet yeah the prophecies is yeah the by film. far prophecies that's not saying much but that's only because mothman has we compare not... it to a sci-fi channel original movie so yeah that, that's not gonna be it's not yeah gonna there's be not much competition, competition the, there and at least prophecies actually tries yeah so it's like comparing the meg to sharknado is they're basically the same but you know one still looks better there's nothing this is unfair honestly because we're trying to pit a sci-fi movie which is a natural bust to something that's actually trying to be a good movie yeah but we're also comparing more of how accurate both were actually that's a question which one do you think was more accurate to the to the legend of the month prophecies Prophecies. prophecies at least yeah. at least in atmosphere and tone it feels more of what you expect from a mothman film yeah, I don't. I had. To, I only take away points on it just because of the inaccurate time period. But yeah. yeah, between the two, they they talk more about the lore of Mothman and all that than the actual Mothman movie. It was right. confusing and poorly executed to how the way it went about it. But at least it got some of its right. This movie, on the other end, kind of the faithfulness. But other than that, no, there's not much going on. But to be fair. That really goes to show that Mothman is one of those, one of those, um, another one of those cryptids that, for some reason, hasn't gotten the right adaptation yet. Exactly. Which is amazing, considering that's the one cryptid that actually has a story behind it. Well, one of the few, you know. Yeah, like the one that you'd really think would be perfect to adapt in the film. Actually, Mothman, uh, Moth, Mothman is kind of like Resident Evil when it comes to movie adaptions. You think it'd be a good movie adaptation, but yet no one's made a good one yet. Yeah, exactly. But anyways, uh, oh, and uh, one thing I did want to mention since we haven't for the past uh, couple of past couple of uh, times we've been on the show, but I we do want to give a big shout out to Nerd Cage Live for that live stream that we did a while back. Admittedly, With Sippy here thought he was too good for. Y- yes, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. How dare you not want to join us on the show? But no, seriously, we do want to give a very big shout out to uh, Jay and Joe for allowing us on the show. Uh, we hope we can continue entertaining you guys as we continue on. All Hopefully right, boys. So for next time, we're going back to one film. And this time we're going to be doing continuing our trend of legendary cryptids as we go to the deep trenches of the Lake of Loch Ness. Too bad the one that we're going to be looking at is uh, also not of high quality. <laughs> the Scooby-Doo one? <laughs> no, that's for another occasion. But until then, I have been Ace Maroke. And I have, I, I have been I'm William fine. Silky Goodness Kearney. And this has been Cryptic Collectors. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> 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 we were trying to do an evil laugh. You guys fucked that up. <laughs>